SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like, especially when it comes to your love of sports, entertainment, and even your own morning culinary experiences. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. They're thinking about expanding the playoffs from the situation where it is now 10 teams to 16. Is anybody home in Major League Baseball? You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Yes, it is. Welcome to a Friday, July 24th edition of Bagels and Bad Beats with yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in for the next two glorious hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, toll free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me, go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact, Scott Icon, and fire away. Phone calls, emails, tweets right here. Bagels and bad beats on a Friday, July 24th with yours truly, Scott Wetzel. Well, what are we going to talk about today? Well, how about uh, don't, wor- don't worry, Mike Trout. MLB has your back. What the fudge was that? Uh, are there steroid needles for TV announcers? Typical phony LeBron James. Hey, NBA, what gives? Uh, tag your it. Name that football team. Open and shut case, perhaps. Uh, bubble dumb. Uh, delaying the inevitable, uh, what is a Kraken, and uh, a first for Donald Trump. How about that? We'll get to all those stories again, plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here, again, on a Bagels and Bad Beats for Friday, July 24th. Well, it is baseball season. Actually, today is really the official day of the start of the Major League Baseball season. Not yesterday, not with Stanks and Nationals, not with Dodgers, Giants. You get 13 other games today, including our beloved Red Sox, kicking off things later on tonight. You got one evening game. Six o'clock start for the Nash, uh, for the uh, for the Mets contest. So really, this is the start of Major League Baseball. Nobody cares about the Yanks. Nobody cares about the Nats. I know the defending champs, but nobody cares. And no one cares about the Dodgers. No one cares about the Giants. That that's all we care about: Red Sox, Red Sox, Red Sox, <laughs> and everything else, obviously. So baseball, uh, listen, they couldn't screw up anymore. Lot to get into. LeBron being a phony. Uh, NFL could be in some serious trouble. We'll get to it all. 844-843-6879. Your phone calls as well. And yours truly, Mr. Vegas, on fire already, giving out a free winner with the Stankies yesterday. More coming up right here. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Friday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Try my disgusting bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beats with Scott Wetzel. Stanton with a drive out to left center field, and just like that, the Yankees have jumped in front. 2-0 New York. Had there been fans in the ballpark, 
it was a guy that bought the worst seat that would have gotten that souvenir. Infield playing in. Slow roller. Betts coming home, sliding in safe. Mookie Betts gets that left hand in. And that base running intelligence gives it a 2-1 Dodger lead. And with that, we are off and running. Bagels and Bad Beats on this Friday, July 24th. My cousin's birthday, by the way. Happy birthday, David. 844-843-6879. That's courtesy of Bleacher Report at MLB TV as the Stankies beat the Nationals 4-1 last night in a range-shortened game, five and a half innings. And then you had the Dodgers scoring five and a seven, two more in the eight to blow it open. They beat the uh, uh, Giants eight to one in a game that actually goes over, tough over, one one heading to the seventh inning, and the game goes over. But uh, where do where do we begin? We'll start in reverse order. We'll we'll uh, you know bury the lead, I suppose, and go with the uh, Stanky game first, and then we'll get to the Dodger game, even though it really should be the other way around. But uh, Doctor Anthony Fauci, you know the guy who uh, flip flops more than a pancake spatula. He throws out the first pitch in the Nationals uh, Stankies game, and, and I don't even know if you want to call it throwing it out. I mean, I, I know he's 79 years old. I get all that, but that was absolutely beyond embarrassing. I mean, for a guy who professes to be a huge baseball fan and no doubt, you know, called up the Nats and said, can I do this? I mean, you thought that the guy would have at least practiced a little bit. I mean, this thing, it, it was like it, it was uh, a left-handed I was going to say girl. I won't do that. It was like he was a left-handed frog throwing a pitch as his, his arm went like sideways and the ball ended up going in between first base and home plate. Yeah, I I, I kid you not. First base and home plate. I mean, just, just beyond embarrassing. But, you know, there you go. So then they had a rain delay. And uh, the game ended up not being resumed. So the Stankies end up winning it. You got the Giancarlo Stanton, as you heard there, with a two-run homer. So uh, for those prop players, the uh, first person to hit a home run, Stanton is your winner. Two-run shot, also added an RBI later on. So we had three RBIs on well uh, to a pace of over 51.5, which was the over-under with FanDuel that we talked about yesterday, which I mistakenly thought was going to go under. But I got a funny feeling now it's going to go over, actually. But uh, So the Yanks win 4-1. to one. Uh, as far as the stuff before the game, you know, bad news for the Nationals as Juan Soto comes down. He tested positive with the virus. So he was, and that's not even the worst news, perhaps, as crazy as that sounds. He tests positive, so he's going to be out for an extended period of time. But he was with the team yesterday. So now they had to test the entire team, and they're waiting for the results today. What's going to happen and it, this is not that far-fetched, but what's going to happen if, you know, 10, 15, 20 players, the whole freaking team comes down with the virus? You know, again, they may not be, uh, you know, having the symptoms. They could be asymptomatic, but they could since they were he was hanging around them in the locker room, on the field, everything else. I mean, you know, there's a strong possibility that several other national players have this virus. So that's got to be a major, major concern for Major League Baseball. We talked about it. You know, we've seen soccer teams, you know, fold up shop. You know, what is the number of players that come down with the virus uh, needed for a team just to say we can't play anymore? You know, I'm sorry, we got 20 national players with the virus. What are we going to bring up 20 rookies uh, from the from the minors and, and just, you know, have a vagabond team? They may have to. I, you know, maybe the commissioner has gone over this and said, listen, I don't care if you have all 25 players. 
you got to field the team at this point. But that's got to be a major concern. And again, they'll get the results back later today. Did have a rain delay. Interestingly enough, little quirk, and I never quite understood this, but with the condensed schedule and the urgency to get these games in, that what they were saying yesterday was if the game was only four innings, we'll say, and the Stanks are leading it four to one, obviously they had to stop it. They would have resumed it from that point on. Normally, if a game doesn't go five innings and there's a rain delay, they just wipe the first four innings, if it was four innings or three innings, whatever it is, off the board, doesn't count, and they start a new game, which I never thought made any sense whatsoever. Well, well why not? Well, why shouldn't those first four innings count? They played them. You know, guys hitting home runs, pitchers throwing strikeouts. Why pretend? I never understood. Why are we pretending that these first two, three, four innings, whatever the case may be, didn't occur? They occurred. Why punish the team that's leading? Why benefit the team that's that's trailing? I, I never quite understood that. But with the, the urgency to get these games in this year, if it does happen, they're just going to pick the game up in the uh, fourth or fifth inning, whatever the case may be. I'm guessing to make it as part of a doubleheader and, and allow these games to get over with. So. Um, as far as the national anthem stuff is concerned, the major league baseball couldn't have screwed up anymore. They, they really, they, they could not have screwed up anymore. The antithesis, the opposite of what Washington and the Stankies did is what the Giants and Dodgers did. So before the game over the loudspeaker, actor Morgan Freeman read a speech written by Phillies outfielder, Andrew McCutcheon and his wife, nice long speech, about a minute and a half, you know, touching on the black lives movement, right? So in the Nationals' uh, stanky game, the players didn't know what to do. They stood there. There's this black sheet that runs across the infield, and it just lies on the ground. The players are standing. They're all kind of looking around. Eventually, about a minute or so in, they realize, gee, we're supposed to be picking up this black cloth. So they reach down, and they pick up the black cloth, and they're standing there. And then the speech ends. And then there's this long, you know, when I say long, you know, it it probably wasn't as long as it seems, but when players are standing there and standing there and standing there and they don't know what the fudge is going on, they're all kind of looking at each other. They eventually uh, drop the cloth uh, and eventually the national anthem, you know, kicks in, but it, it must've been a good 30, 40 seconds and players are just like, you know, hello, anybody home? What's next? You know? So eventually they get the national anthem in. And they stand during the national anthem. Okay. And they stood holding on to this black sheet, this black cloth. Again, that went from first base behind home plate all the way up to third base. I think the Stankies were on, and remember, Stankies were on the third base side. Nationals were on the first base side uh, as they did the introductions, you know, standing along the baseline. So they stood for that. They didn't know what to do. They didn't pick it up. It's lying on the ground there, as you hear Morgan Freeman over the intercom reading this speech that was, again, written by McCutcheon. I mean, just just completely, just completely botched by the Stanks and Nationals, right? And this, of course, after Fauci throws out the first pitch, so it's not like they didn't have time. Then if you watch the beginning of the Dodger-Giant game, they did just the opposite. They actually did it somewhat right in that, they all kneeled. They did pick up the, the cloth there, and they had the same speech as Freeman. You know, they played it on the Dodger-Giant game. And they were all um, kneeling for the speech, but at least they did hold on to the cloth. And then when they did the national anthem, then most of the players stood up. A, a few did not, uh, Mookie Betts being one of them. Uh, I guess he feels oppressed, signing only a $365 million contract. 
Um, and then oddly enough, eh, you know, you want to do these quirky little things. I like doing these quirky little things. They had a black man, Keith Williams Jr., singing the national anthem. So he had to stand, obviously. Uh, and, and most of the players did, but there were a few, like I said, Vets being one of them. Uh, interestingly enough, the four-letter network didn't show everybody. You know, I don't, I don't know what the – was that a preconceived, like, let's not um, out the people that stood – Let's not highlight the people that kneeled. I'm not sure, but, you know, for the most part, they kept it on the infield. Gabe Kapler, manager of the Giants, was one of those that knelt. They kept it on him, and the person standing him knelt, and Mookie Betts was was close to home plate, so they kind of had one shot that would encompass all those guys. But I don't know. You know, they said a few others. I don't know. how They never went down the line on who was kneeling and who was standing, but they didn't have any kind of orchestrated, all right, we're all going to stand or we're all going to kneel. They just kind of did whatever they wanted to do. So, And then again, same thing with this. After they aired the Morgan Freeman speech, again, another long, 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 long pause. And the players, just like with the Nets and, and, and Stanks, they're all looking at each other saying, all right, you know, what's next? Are we, are we supposed to do something? Is something supposed to go on, right? I mean, really, they, they screwed it up. For something that was supposed to be honoring blacks and then bringing attention to the cause and all that other mumbo-jumbo stuff and whatever you have to describe it. And Major League Baseball just dropped it. Just absolutely dropped it. Not as big as the ball as Aeroid dropped. We'll get to that next. Big as a bad beat on Friday SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Disgusting bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beats with Scott Wetzel. Bagels and bad beats on a Friday morning, 844-843-6879. We'll hit some phone calls here in a sec. Just recapping first up the Stankies 4-1 win over the Nats. And the Dodgers 8-1 win over the Giants. Two teams, though, that have serious runs, and really three if you want to count our beloved Red Sox. But uh, two teams that have serious runs at the World Series took major blows yesterday. First up, I mentioned Juan Soto testing positive for the COVID-19, so he's out for an indefinite period of time. Um, again, we're going to find out later today how many other national players were uh, around him that may have gotten the virus as well. So that could be completely disastrous. And then the Dodgers announced, uh, you know, about an hour or so before the game that Clayton Kershaw injured his back uh, during some warmups and during a, a gym session. So he's out now. He was put on IR. So Dustin May, the rookie phenom or, you know, rookie that they hope turns into a phenom. Uh, ends up getting a start last night, goes four-plus innings, and that could be a major blow. You know, when you think about no Clayton Kershaw, uh, no David Price, remember he opted out. I wonder if they can go back. Uh, yeah, I forget the rules on, on how they ended up because they went back and forth so many times. I wonder, I just wonder if they could have two, three weeks of the season, no one come down with any viruses or no major issues, and, and Price changes his mind. I don't know if he's throwing on the side right now just in case. Um, you know, maybe he'd get himself ready for the postseason, which we'll get to here in a second. But that's that's two major blows now. Listen, that Dodger pitching staff is loaded. They still got Walker Bueller. 
Uh, you still have Urias, Alex Wood. Stripling is pretty good. It, it may turn out to be uh, as billed. He's phenomenal. Boy, that team is just loaded, just absolutely loaded with pitchers. Man, if, if they actually had a healthy Kershaw and Price, holy crow. But, you know, still, if you're a Dodger fan, you know, you hope this isn't the beginning of the end, that this is just one little blip on the radar screen. But Kershaw's had numerous back issues before, so they have to be concerned. Stanky's good job by Stanton last night, I must say. Um, the more I, I, I watch them play, the more I know it's only one game, but I've seen some of their preseason games. Red Sox fans, as uh, you know I am, this could be a long year. I mean, this, this could be a long, long year. First up, we found out yesterday Eduardo Rodriguez, our best pitcher, if not Nathan Avaldi, has the virus. So now he's out for an extended period of time. They're saying a mild case. Well, what is it? What is a mild case? He's, he's I'm guessing he's asymptomatic, but we, he may be asymptomatic now, but he may get the symptoms later today or tomorrow. So, I mean, how could you determine? I've never seen anyone give me a level of how serious the virus is with people. They either have it or they don't have it. They either got to be quarantined or they don't. So, you know, we're already behind the eight ball with no Chris Sale. We obviously lost David Price. Now we don't have Rodriguez, who was our best pitcher last year. Our three main bullets gone. The Red Sox starting rotation. Have you take a look at this thing? It, it is an absolute joke. You know, Avaldi today, okay. You got Martin Perez, Dylan Bundy. I mean, it is a who's who of just nobodies. The lineup is terrific, but... Without Rodriguez there, boy, it, it's going to be a long year. You know what? I threw on another under yesterday. We went down our baseball picks, and you got to play under 30 with FanDuel on the red side. You just have to. You know, maybe we put the reverse black cloud on them, but you throw in that we don't have any pitchers. Our bullpen blows. I I don't know how they're going to compete. I, I really don't. It's And then play the National League East, which won't be easy. And then you have the monsters in front of you, like the, the Stankies. I don't know how they're getting to 31 wins. I hate to say it. And then you throw in how the Stankies are going to be good. It's a double-edged sword for Red Sox fans because our team's going to be awful and the Yankees figure to be great. It, it's going to be a tough, tough year if you're a Red Sox fan. It really will. So, And the Yankees get off to the, the good start last night, uh, winning it 4-1. Uh, to one. Before the game... I can't believe it. I, I really, I, I must be like living in a bubble here. Um, by the way, they did have, you see it in the Dodger game in the eighth inning, they had a balloon come down from the sky. <clears throat> no one knows where it came from. There's no fans in the stands. No one's allowed in the stands. So in the eighth inning, out of the blue, I was going to say out of the sky, but it was literally out of the sky. One of those, uh, those, those like birthday balloons that you get at the, you know, party city. One of those comes just dropping down into the infield. Just, just like, just out of the blue. Uh, I, you know, no, to this day, they don't know where it came from. So a little, little weirdness last night in the Dodgers giants game. So before the games, major league baseball says, you know what? The NBA, they took care of Zion and the, and the Pelicans. They, they said, you know what? We got to get Zion in the postseason. come hook or crook. I know the team is in ninth place. <clears throat> you know, I know they're three and a half back of the eighth place team. I know if we have an eight-game resumption schedule, chances are they're not going to capture you know, a four-game deficit in a loss column. We're going to have to find a way to get Zion into the postseason. I know we'll create this goofy 9-8 play-in scenario. So even if the Pelicans don't capture the eighth-place Memphis Grizzlies, 
you know, we're going to get Zion playing meaningful basketball and we're going to get him in the postseason if it's not for only the, the best of three. So let's create this little scenario. I wonder if that played a role in what the MLB folks did yesterday with Mike Trout, who, you know, can't snip a postseason one year and is, what, seven, eight years in the league once, and he's been awful in it. But that said, hours before the start of the season, they announce a major overhaul to the playoffs. They're now going to be, as we touched on yesterday, it, it came true. There are going to be 16 playoff teams, eight in each league. Top two uh, are the, the top three division winners. Uh, they get seated one, two, three. The second place finishers in each division get seated four, five, and six. And then the two teams with the best records after that are seated seven and eight. Much like how the NHL does it. If you're a hockey fan, if you're a, you know, a Rhodes Scholar, and you can figure out the hockey postseason, that, that's kind of how the hockey does it. Uh, several, several issues with this. But let's just go to the premise of your start. It, it's opening day. The season is beginning in literally a couple of hours. And Major League Baseball is making wholesale, I mean wholesale changes, to how the season will be played out. I mean, that is just absolutely mind-boggling. I mean, it, it is just idiotic to think that Major League Baseball could change the rules on opening day at a not one, not two, not three, you know, here we get to the old LeBron James D-Wade, not four, not five. They're adding six more playoff teams to the picture. I, I mean, that, that is just nuts. You know, they, they ruined it. They ruined it. You know, I told you, I love the fact that there were only 60 games. I love the fact that every single game meant something. Every single game was, in essence, almost going to be a Game 7 of the World Series because you just can't afford to throw away games with only 60 games being there and with so few playoff spots. I, I thrived on that. I, I was thrilled about that. I was excited about that. Even if my team, the Red Sox, weren't going to be part of it, it would have been a lot of fun seeing these teams really try to win every single game. And then what happens? They have the, the golden goose in their lap, and then they throw it away by adding six more playoff teams. Now there's got to be no drama. Who cares if you're the number one seed? Who cares if you win the division? There's no home field advantage. You know, unless these teams think they're going to sneak it in, you know, later on, unless they really think, you know, in two months this virus is just going to go away and all of a sudden you're going to have fans in the stands. I don't think the players think that way. I really don't. You know, whether a team finishes one, two, or three, whether they get the number eight seed or the number one seed, it does not matter. You know, the goal that they're trying to create in having more drama is what they're eliminating because teams aren't going to care. They're just not going to care. And why would they? There's no home field advantage. And no one cares if they're one, two, three, four, five. It, it, it's dumb. And then what they've done is the first round games are all best of three series, not best of five like it is now. So what? Well, think about that. You could have, or you will have, the number one seed. Let's just say it's the Staggies, God forbid. Um, taking on the last year, it would have been the Texas Rangers. You're going to have the Rangers playing the Stankies, and then last year would have been the Dodgers versus the Cubs in the National League in a best of three. All the And uh, admittedly, all the games will be played in the higher seeds ballpark. But again, with no fans in the stands, who cares? What, what, what's the difference? And you got to go on that premise. You know, you can't go on the premise that things are going to change. 
So does Texas care? Do the Cubs care if they're playing in Los Angeles or New York with no fans? No, why? What? No big deal. You know, other than uh, they get the bat first versus second. So all it takes is two little wins. Two little wins. And I know what you're saying. Well, you know, it's the Stankies and it's the Dodgers. They're not going to lose two games to Texas and the Cubs. Listen, don't kid yourself. You know, the Rangers could throw Lance Lynn, Corey Kluber, and Mike Miner at you. That's not bad. You know, it's it's not, uh, you know, great, 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 great. But, you know, Lance Lynn, very good pitcher last year. Corey Kluber, first year with the Rangers coming over from Cleveland. Obviously a very good pitcher. Mike Miner, not bad. That you could see the Rangers winning two of those three games and knocking the number one seed off the off the block. Same thing with the Cubs, uh, with the pitchers they have. If John Lester drinks from the fountain of youth, why would you risk the number one team having to win a best of three series, albeit at home, uh, when, when there's just no need for it? No one wants the Rangers in that spot. No one wants the Cubs in that spot. And that's just dumb. That is just absolutely dumb. And then the other thing is you could very easily have a team with a better record be a lower seed because the you know, the division winners are guaranteed the number one through three spots, and then the number two finishers are guaranteed the four through six spot. You could see you know easily a team in the, we'll just say the West uh, division, having a better record than the second-place team in the Central or in the East. No, is that going to matter that much? I don't know, but, uh, you know, I definitely can see it happening. All right, phone calls coming up next. Bagels and Bad Beats for the Friday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Scott Wetzel, Mr. Vegas, as we own Major League Baseball. Oh, yeah, I got a phone call already from Rob Manfred. Just begging me, begging me. I got phone calls from the boys in Vegas, boys at FanDuel. Just absolutely begging me. Stop giving out the free picks on the website, Scott. You're killing us. You're just absolutely killing us. As we gave out the Stankies yesterday, minus 130 against the Nats. Easy, easy, easy winner. So we're 1-0, and uh, I always give out the picks on the website, so just go there, OpsPicks.com, and we have a whole bunch of little contests there and, and everything else. So Stankies win, Dodgers win, 4-1, range-shortened game. Um, I want to know also, oh, by the way, I'm assuming, and maybe I shouldn't assume, but I'm assuming that the you know play, teams to make the playoffs and not make the playoffs were all wiped off the board. They have prop bets now. You know, FanDuel has it, and um, you know Vegas has it, and, and all the other sites I'm sure have it as well, where you could bet whether a team makes the postseason or not. Well, that was all based on you know five teams in each league making the postseason, not eight. I would think those got wiped off the board. I, I mean, I don't. Can, can they do that? Was was there any stipulation in a con? You know, I would say a contract, but on on the ticket that says if they change the rules, I mean, who thought they would change the rules hours before the season started, right? But 
I don't think Major League Baseball has done this before. I don't think any other sport has done this before. So we've had strikes and, and lockouts and, and resumptions. I don't know. I think those tickets get ripped up. Not positive. Like, again, I would assume they get ripped up. But, you know, if those are the rules. Those are the rules. I, you know, I can't imagine something being on the back of one of those FanDuel tickets saying, oh, by the way, if Major League Baseball decides to change the rules, you know, on how many teams make the playoffs, then this bet is invalid. So if you're sitting on a ticket that has, you know, whatever, the Phillies, the Cubs, Giants, making the postseason, boy, your your chances improve dramatically after what happened yesterday. Kind of doubt that would be the case. But, you know, nowadays you never know. Uh, old school, local Louis the Lip, you call your local Louis the Lip and put one of these plays in, I guarantee you, you know, he's not giving you the benefit of the doubt. But with FanDuel, and DraftKings and some of the others that are very, very, very public conscious. We've seen some goofy things last year with football stuff happen. I wouldn't be surprised to see them say, okay, go ahead, take it. We'll take our chances. Would not be surprised at all. Because in reality, listen, those are the breaks, you know. They could have changed the rules to have only three teams make the playoffs versus expanded. So, you know, they'd be giving you a refund for that. Kind of doubt it. All right, to the phones we go, 844-843-6879. A good buddy, Johnny in Manhattan, starts us off on this Friday morning. What's up, John? How are you today? I'm doing good, Scott. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. i fix my camera. When I heard you sing uh, Juan Soto, I thought you were at the deli ordering a drink, Scott. <laughs> uh, a drink? Or, or the, uh... Why did I say something goofy? <laughs> Yeah, you said one said I thought you had the deli ordering a drink, Scott. So. Oh, okay. Hey, um, I have I, I have a little uh, thing for you. Listen to this. We found out yesterday Eduardo Rodriguez, our best pitcher, if not named for the Baldy, has the virus. So now he's out for an extended period of time. They're saying a mild case. What is a mild case? I'm guessing he's asymptomatic, but he may be asymptomatic now. I know what I said. You don't have to play it back. Thank you very much. I I know, you know, I I know it's not a good sign if that's where you're going with this Red Sox stuff, John. I I get it. $200 million payroll. You guys haven't played a single game, and you're already crying. Come on, Scott. Tell me you heard those violins. I'm doing some high-tech stuff over here. You got (laughs) it. Well, thirty million of it is locked into Chris Sale, who's not pitching, so it's not necessarily a two hundred million dollar payroll. So it's it's probably a hundred and seventy million dollar payroll, and our pitching staff is is just embarrassingly bad. I mean, you know, Dylan Bundy, who last we seen was getting beaten up as a Baltimore Oriole, is is in our starting rotation. I mean, it's it's just, you know, and now we lose our best or second best at worst pitcher. You know. I'm not I'm not having any dreams this year. And you know me, John. I generally say they're gonna win the World Series, but not with that starting rotation. I mean, we this is not indicative of a Boston Red Sox team. It really is not. Fortunately, it's only sixty games. Leave it to West. There's hundred and two fewer games. Doesn't and matter. Saying it's gonna be a long year. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I hear all these bird brains say, well, you know, it's only sixty games and anything can happen and the Padres can win, and what happens if the Marlins win? Well, what makes anybody think that teams that are bad are going to be good for 60 games even? You know, yeah, yeah, everyone goes through a decent little stretch, but not 60. 
I mean, you know, a bad team was a bad team. The Pittsburgh Pirates won three out of 21 preseason games. I mean, they're atrocious. They're not all of a sudden going to turn it on. The Detroit Tigers and Kansas City Royals are, are 500 teams in the preseason. They're not capable of turning it on like that. So, it, you know, whether it's 60 or 600, you are who you are, as Bill Parcell said. And and I got to tell you, a rotation of Nathan Navaldi, Marty Perez, Ryan Weber, whoever the fudge that is, and Dylan Covey, uh, and then someone in for Rodriguez is not challenging. I I, I would be all over it. I did. I All over the under 30 wins for the Red Sox. Scott, you woke up on the wrong side of the bed today. If uh, No to the metro New York area. If, you, if Wetzel's tailgating you today on his way from Long Island out to New Jersey, get the fudge out of get his out. way. He's not yeah, messing yeah. around. Have a good weekend, Scott. We love you. All right, John. I appreciate it. Yeah, listen. Normally, I look, uh, you know, I'm Mr. Positive. Uh, just ask my former bosses. Oh, absolutely. You know, normally I look through things, rose-colored glasses, but y- you can't. I-, I mean, you just can't. You know, you talk about a-, a spin of 48 hours. We went from Mookie Betts sending out tweets liking him when the- there were pictures of him in a Red Sox uniform, you know, winning games and hitting home runs and everything else, thinking maybe, just maybe, uh, that was his way of saying, Red Sox fans, I'm coming back after this season. So we went from that standpoint on Wednesday to find out he signs a contract or Tuesday to find out he he signs a long, crazy extension with the Dodgers. So he's out the window. Then we find out our best pitcher, Nathan Avaldi, has the coronavirus. So who knows how long he's going to be out. Uh, we obviously don't have sale. We obviously traded away price. Uh, and, and our rotation is just absolutely the worst. Then we see the Stankies, you know, do as well as they did last night and how good they've looked over their last three games uh, preseason-wise with 11 home runs. Oh, it's, it's just going to be a long season. It's just going to – listen, Ryan Weber is – or was last year, 2-4 with an ERA over 5. This guy is our number four starting pitcher. Dylan Colby, and really now number three since Rodriguez is out. Dylan Covey, meanwhile, who's going to be our number, in essence, four starting pitcher, uh, last season uh, was one and eight with the White Sox. I said Orioles, White Sox. One and eight with an ERA of 7.98. And that was with the White Sox. Put them now at Fenway Park. I mean, our, our, our pitcher is one. We're counting on a guy who is one and eight with an ERA of eight. To help us out this year. No, it, it, it's 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 just it's going to be a long year. Going to be a long, long year. Uh, football can't get here soon enough. Go NBA. Thank goodness, you know, for me, a hockey fan and, and the WNBA fan, which starts up Saturday, oh, by the way, uh, you know, thank goodness I got the hockey. Thank goodness I got the Boston Bruins, you know, because the Red Sox, it's just going to be disaster. We're going to, we may have to double down. The, we may have to put the Wetzel double down black cloud. You know, this is like uh, the Christmas story where it's like the, the triple dog dare. We may have to go the double dog dare on the Stankies because they're, they're going to win. They're going to win. I mean, you know, the antithesis of the Red Sox, everything happened disaster, was the Yankees, everything happening great. Not only did they win 4-1, to one, not only did their best pitcher, Garrett Cole, pitch very well, allowing just one hits over five-plus innings, uh, not only did Giancarlo Stanton look great, three RBIs, two run homer. Not only did Aaron Judge come up with an RBI hit, but they also got 
Soto out for the Nationals, a team they figured might be facing them in the World Series. And they got Clayton Kershaw injured with the Dodgers, another team that they figured might be there, they might be facing if they get to the World Series. So positive stanks, negative Red Sox, their biggest rival, and then negative Nats and Dodgers, the two teams that uh, figured to pose the most danger for them winning the World Series. I mean, it couldn't have got better yet. It really, it could not have gotten any better. No, it was oh, yeah, serious. Great. A double dog dare. <laughs> was left but a triple dare you. And finally, the coup de grace of all dares, the sinister triple dog dare. Yeah, we might not be able to play that. I tell you, in our little popcorn radio with the podcast, uh, we do a little, every, every once in a while, we do popcorn radio. Top five movies, Christmas stories on the list for me. Jaws 1. Christmas story too. Everything else pales in comparison. You know, you can have your 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 godfathers. You can have your uh, um, you know, pick any others that that are out there. You know, Jaws one absolutely, and, and Christmas story. I can watch both those movies over and over and over again. The old triple dog dare. Yeah. So it it, it was the triple dog dare. Uh, absolutely. So craziness. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. And I just I just can't get over the fact that Major League Baseball changed this midstream. And you think I'm kidding about the uh, the Mike Trout stuff? And I kind of am. But here's the bottom line to it: Major League Baseball players are on board because automatically you would think, you know, why in the fudge would they, you know, sign up for this guy? Well, <clears throat> because players, according to the rules, were in a position to get no money, just no money. Because it's all based on fans in the stand. That's their percentage cut of how much playoff revenue money they get. There must be a base there. There has to be, I would think. But most of it is fans in the stands. So they're realizing, hey, we're not going to have fans in the stands, guys. We're not going to make any extra money. We're going to go through this entire 60-game season. We're going to play in the postseason you know, we're, we're trying to win a World Series, but we're greedy bastards like the next guy. We want money for playing these extra games in addition to winning that World Series trophy. So what's the way we can generate more money? Have an extra round of the postseason and get TV involved. Eight more games. Uh, the four-letter network's going to televise, uh, you know, most of those, I imagine. Uh, maybe TBS. Uh, we'll, we'll get a couple as well. Maybe Fox. I, I'm not sure where and how they're going to be televised, but it's a bunch more games because you're going to have you know, a whole series, at least two games for uh, eight series. And those all have to be televised, and that means more TV money coming in. But I'm curious to see. You now, they're, they're saying the baseball schedule is going to end at the designated time it was still supposed to end. Uh, I don't know how they're going to squeeze this extra round of playoff games in and keep the World Series in the same week. You know, I can see the regular season not changing, but <clears throat> I don't know how they're going to keep the regular season in there. So, yeah, last year, if they had this Dodgers-Cubs, not not too bad, but why reward a, an eighth-place team, Yankees-Rangers, you know, a, a, a Ranger team that was six games under 500. Now, a little better this year. There's no need for it. No one's calling for it. And I don't think there's going to be any interest in it. I really don't. I, I, I just, uh, you know, again, the incentive to keep fans going to the games is gone at the end of the regular season because no one's going to be going to these games. And the danger of having an upset, it's not worth it to me. It's just not worth it. I, I, I don't get it. So what happens to your make-your-playoff plays? Uh, crazy to be able to make this change on opening day. And you could very well easily have a team with a better record be in third place in one division than a team that's in either first or second and be a lower seed. 
Uh, I don't I don't want to hear people bitching and moaning about that. You know, it, it is what it is. And that's I just it's a thing that's it's going to it could occur. Um, but I, I just I, to me there is no need for this. No need at all. Alright, 844-843-6879. We'll take a break. Uh, come back. We got some football stuff to get to, some NBA stuff as well. As good old LeBron is at it again. Why should we be surprised? It's the two face himself, Mr. Pony, yapping last night after the SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to the SportsGrid Network. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Dr. Anthony Fauci. of throwing out the first pitch. <laughs> it was just absolutely atrocious. Uh, and now, again, 79 years old. But it looks to be pretty spry for 79, I must admit. I hope I have that kind of energy at 79. Uh, but to be able to go out there is one thing, and be able to throw it apparently is something else because he did this cockeyed, crazy, I, I don't know I don't know how you describe it, but, you know, YouTube it, Google it when you get an opportunity as the ball ends up going in between first base and home plate, not even near home plate. I thought when I read it, I saw some headlines about, you know, Fauci throws ball into the stands. I figured he corked a wild pitch, you know, in like major leagues, and it goes eh, just a tad outside, and it goes way over everyone's head. You know, that that's, you know, I suppose forgivable. But no, it was nowhere close. This was like basically a grounder from it left his hand. And it went sideways. I mean, just just goofy. You know, speaking of first pitches, I did not realize this, but President Trump is going to throw out the first pitch he announced yesterday before the Red Sox Stanky game in August. I think August 15th. So what's the big deal? No big deal. Uh, you know, presidents throw out the first pitch all the time, right? But in four years of him being president, he's never thrown out the first pitch once. This is his first time. Now, I know he was always a little concerned, I'm sure, about fans booing and stuff. But, you know, there was enough, I figured there would be enough home states where he could have found a nice little base. But uh, he's not going to, you know, he had done it. And this will be the first time. And I don't know if there's going to be any fans in the stands or not. So Trump throwing out the first pitch for a stanky Red Sox game in, in August. How about that? All right, one hour of the books, one full hour to go. A lot to get to, including an alarming thing going on in the NBA. That's all coming up. A big bad beat. Just a bit outside, he tried. 
sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.